Hello and welcome to the Art of Adoption podcast, a place to share and listen to stories about adoption and to raise awareness and remove any stigma surrounding adoption. On this podcast, you will hear real stories from real people about how foster care and or adoption has uniquely shaped each of them as they share the good, the not so good, and the art of it all. I am your host, Amber White. Hello. I hope you all survived April Fool's Day, which happens to be one of my least favorite days of the entire year, for real. I am not a fan of those types of pranks. And even if I've ever played a prank on someone, I always immediately back out and say, just kidding, or April Fool's, or psych. (laughs) Do you remember psych? Or ways out? Ways out. Ah, the 90s. Wait, was that even the 90s? Or earlier? My gosh, my brain. (laughs) So before we get into today's episode, do you want to share your story or do you know someone else who does? If so, there are plenty of ways to reach me. You can find me on Facebook at The Art of Adoption Podcast or on Instagram at Art of Adoption Pod. You can also email me anytime at artofadoptionpod at gmail.com or listen anywhere you already listen to podcasts or by going to www.artofadoptionpod.com. And as always, if you want to leave a comment or have a question about anything, you can leave me a message by calling 720-722-2839 and you may hear your question answered on the show. So today's episode is going to be a much shorter episode, and I'm going to be talking about a somewhat abstract topic in the adoption world, Um, a subject that has recently become very near and dear to me personally, and that is getting pregnant after adoption. That's right, guys. I have been miraculously knocked up. And no, this is not an April Fool's joke. It is real life. And I have the nausea, the sore boobs, and the big, well, bigger belly to prove it. I mean, I already looked six months pregnant before I even conceived, but at least now I have something better to blame it on than Chipotle and French fries. As you may recall, if you listened to our episode, Our chances of becoming pregnant on our own were only 2 to 4%. That is it. And what's even better, of course, on a Monday, I think it was March 4th, whatever that Monday was, I had Goodwill come and pick up a ton of stuff because of the remodel um, and Marie Kondoing. I've been getting rid of so much stuff including literally every last baby item we had in this house. Three days later, that Thursday, is when I took the test and found out that I was pregnant. Hey, darling, can I tell you what's been on my mind? The people that I've told so far have asked me what made me decide to take a test. And honestly, after 
14 years of infertility, there was no way that I was pregnant. I thought for sure it was either stress from the house remodel that was causing me to be late or early menopause or I was dying. Like that was the only three options. And obviously there's always another option. Just didn't seem like there was an option for us. So I finally broke down, went to the store, picked up one test and it came with two actually. So a box that had two tests in it and decided, all right, let's do this. Took the test and boom, pregnant. Yep. That was the day that we officially became one of those couples. The ones you hear about that adopt and then get pregnant. Even though that is true and that is what happened, that is absolutely not normal. And I am here to discuss that and why it's important to stop telling couples who adopt or are in the process of adopting that they will get pregnant once they adopt. We heard it, and often. Just watch, you'll get pregnant. I would smile and laugh awkwardly, but honestly, on the inside, I was rolling my eyes and clenching my jaw. Look, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. My three kids were not the backup plan. We could have gone through IVF, but we decided not to. And we could have gotten a sperm donor or kept trying IUIs, but we chose adoption. And we were in it with our entire hearts. When you tell people you will get pregnant after you adopt, or I told you you would get pregnant after you adopted, it feels like a punch to the heart that went into the adoption process wholly and without conditions. And I know that everyone means well when they say these things and that they mean it in a hopeful way. So there's definitely grace to be given. But that is the crux of this podcast and my mission after all is to raise awareness and remove stigmas. Because without knowing it, those statements are actually tied to those stigmas of adoption. Saying, you'll get pregnant, is just like saying, don't worry, one day you'll have a real child or a child of your own. And then without realizing it, you've reduced an adoptive parent's life and the life of the adopted child into a cliche. Again, I believe that everyone has the best of intentions when they say these things, but it just needs to be addressed and it needs to stop. Not only for the couple going through the infertility and the adoption process, but also for the kids who were adopted and that can, by the way, hear what you are saying. One adoptee stated that when she heard people saying those things to her parents that she felt like they had settled for less with her. And that is just devastating. But I know someone who this happened to, or, but my sister's best friend's brother's neighbor had this happen to them. (laughs) I get that. But remember, you don't hear stories from the hundreds of thousands of couples, maybe even more, who actually don't get pregnant. So what do the numbers say? Well, unfortunately, there's no new study out there. And the only actual scientific study on the matter at all that I found was from the 1970s. And it states that is actually only 8% of couples 
who adopt that get pregnant afterwards. And the current studies are a little hard to navigate because they don't separate adoption from infertility as well. So this includes couples who have done IVF, had IUIs, or have been taking fertility medication and couples who have adopted. And that number of people that can get pregnant afterwards on their own is still only around 20% on average. So what does that mean for me? And why am I talking about this today? Besides to, of course, bring awareness to some sensitive subjects. To be honest, I'm not clear what it means for me. It's a very bizarre place I find myself in. We were 1000% satisfied and fulfilled with the three littles that we already have. And I actually often said, I will be pissed if I get pregnant. And I would look up to the sky and say, do you hear me? (laughs) But I meant it. I didn't want to do the baby thing again. I definitely didn't want to get pregnant, but barely even thought about that because it was such an abstract thought. And then I found out that I was pregnant. This is not the moment of joy you might imagine it would be. I sat in the bathroom and I laughed and then I gasped. And then I said, no way. And then laughed and said, what the No, no, no. What? And then I laughed some more. After 14 years of infertility, using no contraception, there it was, a positive pregnancy test right in front of me. And instead of feeling joy, I felt totally overwhelmed. How could I go through a pregnancy, childbirth, and then raise a new baby with three other kids? Our house is very nice, but we already had another room built when we got our daughter. So we are maxed out. I worried about my health. I'm 36 years old and I'll actually be 37 when I deliver. So I'm considered geriatric at this point, which by the way, what the I felt intense guilt when my kids resent me for being pregnant, when my kids resent this child for being biologically related to us. And even more, will this new baby feel left out because they weren't adopted or because they won't have an adoption day that we take so very seriously here? To be honest, I kind of feel like a fraud wondering where I fit in now. One of the very first things I asked Johnny was, am I still allowed to do an adoption podcast? (laughs) Which I know is such a silly thing. Yes, of course, they're not mutually exclusive. I'm sure that these feelings will change and adapt and evolve over time, and I look forward to this new plot twist in our ever-changing stories. I mean, after all, I am creating an entire universe in my uterus. (laughs) Just like my kids' birth moms built an entire universe in their wombs. The truth is that no matter how a child is brought into this world and or placed into a loving family and home, it is still a miracle from the start. And it's the same miracle. So it should be celebrated and embraced the same no matter what. Oh, 
Oh, thank you for listening to me sort through these things today, guys. And for the record, overall, I am very excited. I want to make that clear. Yesterday, we had our first ultrasound and we got to hear the heartbeat. And the doctor played an April Fool's joke on us and told us there were two babies in there. I about lost it for three seconds. Uh, it'll be a good story. <laughs> but yes, it did make everything just that much more real. And I'm sure new stuff is going to come up through this process that I will talk about here and there. And what's funny is I had actually planned on bringing up this topic anyway in an episode and bringing awareness to it and some sensitivity around it so there's no time like the present right the theme song forever home was written and produced by my friend david other find him on facebook or at davidother.com artwork production and editing of the show is done by me amber way tune in next week to listen to our first male interviewee it'll be a good one and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. If you enjoy what you hear, tell your friends about it, and please rate and review me on iTunes, hopefully with five stars. Uh, I got nothing. I'm tired. Goodbye. Goodbye.